Welcome to Better Human Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stuckert. We're here to build better humans through first principles thinking, exposing status quo, and helping you take your life into your own hands. Better Human is about bettering yourself, the world, and those around you, and then leaving it better for you having been here. That's our answer to what the meaning of life is. It's betterment. It's the journey, not the destination. Get all the updates as well as the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co and subscribe on your favorite podcast app and or YouTube. And then check out betterhuman.world, my new company. It's going to be awesome. You'll hear about it more as long as you get on that newsletter. Today's big idea is inflation is theft, which is why you should own Bitcoin. But let's talk about inflation being theft. I have this bill in front of me that you're not going to see unless you're on YouTube. But this is a fifth, no, 500 million Boliviars. Boliviares. I believe it's pronounced Boliviars. This is a bill that I got off of eBay for $4. And that included shipping. I have this bill that represents 500 million of their currency that I got for about five US dollars. Now this is known as hyperinflation. It happened in Weimar, Germany. It's happening in Lebanon now. I believe they have 100% inflation over the past year, maybe even more. Uh, Venezuela's been going on for a long time. You have Zimbabwe, it's been going on for a long time. Inflation is also happening in America. Let's define that real quick. So inflate is to expand. Now let's talk about supply and demand real quick. What is scarcity? Scarcity, and when it relates to humans or why we want it, it's because there's not a lot of it. It is scarce. The more scarce something is, the more coveted it is by others because it's scarce, the higher the price it has. When you expand something, like if tomorrow there was 10 million Rolex watches just airdropped onto America and everybody was wearing a Rolex watch, the rich would no longer wear Rolexes. In fact, a lot of them don't even really wear it that much anymore because it's too common. There's too many of them. It has reduced some of its scarcity. And this is what designer brands do. They make prices so high that only a small subsect of the population can afford them, which then signals to those that can't afford it that, hey, I'm someone who can afford it. And it also signals to other people that can afford it that, hey, I'm like you, I can afford it. The scarcity of something in very simple economics is based on the availability of it, the ubiquity of it. Is there a lot of it or is there none of it? Let's use another example real quick. So let's say you're in the Sahara Desert and you've run out of water, and you don't know where you are, you're lost. And you come across this man that has a gallon of water, but he wants something for it. You would give that man everything you could. If you had access to your bank account somehow, or maybe even Bitcoin, you would send him as much as you could for that gallon of water, because it would mean survival. Because in that situation, without having that thing you need to survive, it then becomes the most valuable thing in your existence. Yet here in my office, I can go to the bathroom. I can literally drink out of the faucet. Water has no actual monetary value to me in this situation right now because I have unlimited quantities of it. When it comes to money, the more money that is made, which the government is doing, I mean, it's like their job. They just want to print money. Another $3 trillion they just printed, an infrastructure bill plus another like $1.5 trillion. It's absolutely insane. As money is made more of, the more of it that enters the money supply, the less power that those dollars have, that money has for purchasing goods and services. And this is why prices rise every single year because government prints money every single year. And this is why everything is so so expensive right now. Food, electric, housing, everything is at record highs. Also assets too, which a lot of people think they're richer because they're, you know, their stocks have gone up, but that's actually not the case. If they printed 40% of all dollars in existence in about a year, and we have potentially 40% rise in your portfolio, well, you're actually just in the same place you were. But that's really top for another day with other nuances and variables. The really big important idea that I want you to take away from today's show, because 
Again, the better human is not really about finance or money, but money is so foundational to human existence that you need to understand it. Like it's a game you're playing, whether you know it or not. And you're being robbed daily. It's literal larceny out of your pocket. And you don't even know. Most people don't even know this is going on. Let's just take your paycheck, for example, real quick. You make, let's say, $50,000 a year. And every year you make like a few thousand more. You get a raise and you're like, oh, that's great. Well, what happens when the money supply is expanded by 40%? And let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 20% inflation, even though we know for sure we've printed at least 40% of all dollars. We've expanded the money supply by 40%, which basically means that everybody has become 40% poorer for all of the dollars they hold and all the dollars they earn. And that's a really important point here. I'm not talking about assets right now and asset inflation. Let's just talk about the money you earn and the money you have in your bank account. One year ago, if you had $10,000 in your bank account, and since then we printed about 40%, it's probably closer to 50% to be honest, they don't really know. But you now have about $6,000 in purchasing power in one freaking year. Now, historically, inflation has been around like 3%. In some years, it's been as high as like 10 to 15 around certain war times and things like that. There's also been a lot of currencies that have collapsed in America, something a lot of people don't even realize. We've had hyperinflation in certain states with banks that were issuing their currency back in you know early 1900s. Like this stuff is not new to America. But most people alive today, they grew up in the past 20, 30, 40 years. They've never experienced these things. They've just experienced unbridled abundance and growth. And they think that's the default and they think it's always going to be here. But then if you actually have any, like the boomers, for example, talk to their parents that lived through and survived through the Great Depression and how it completely wrecked their mindset forever, people usually have to experience something for them to truly understand it. And a select few, the first principle thinkers, the iconoclast, the remnant, which I believe most Bitcoiners are, we understand history. We try to empathize with those that lived through it. We try to really, really, really dig into it and put ourselves in that position. And then we look at what's going on today. And then we try to look a little bit into the future. And that's how we come to the conclusion that this fiat paradigm is the greatest destructive wool over your your head, blanket cover matrix scam that there is, which is why we're so passionate about Bitcoin because Bitcoin actually solves this. But let's go back to that income real quick. If you're making $50,000 a year and you're not, let's do some math real quick. Uh, let's say 0.4 times 50, one, two, three. Okay. So what that means is if you make about $50,000 a year, you're now making about $30,000 a year. 40% of your earning power was taken from you. Poof, like that. Is that not unbelievable? Does that not piss you off? It probably doesn't because the thing about inflation and when it comes to humanity, like we're just not very good at understanding these things. We don't see it right away. We see it in like that steak that is like $10 more in the menu, but we only eat out a few times a month. So we don't feel it as much, right? Or our rent, we have a 12 month lease. And then every time we renew that lease or we move somewhere else, you know, the price is a little bit more, but maybe we don't pay that much attention to it. And it's not until the numbers are so big that people really wake up to this. There's also a bunch of free money floating around the government's been giving people whatever to really kind of put a, a temporary bandaid on this, which again, keeps them pacified, right? The way you're going to feel this though is over time and then all at once. You're slowly going to erode away your, your power. You're slowly going to erode away your personal power and your wealth. Hopefully you're buying assets so you can at least like maybe get ahead a little bit. And then one day the dollar's going to come crashing down and we're going to have some major reset. Like we don't know what that's going to look like but it's probably gonna be very bad. Then when gallon of milk is $40 and 
and a pound of beef is 100, that's when people are going to be up in arms. That's when people are going to be like, how did this happen? Oh my God, I'm so caught off guard. I can't believe it. And then the small percent of us, the remnant, as my buddy Svetsky so eloquently has labeled us Bitcoiners, we're going to be doing just fine, probably the best we've ever been doing because it's going to give us quite a bit of power, actually. The thing about Bitcoin is it's not something that we can keep manipulating. Actually, can't manipulate it at all. So it's not something like the dollar where when I say power, it's a form of manipulation. It's going to give us power and security. Maybe security is a better word because we're going to be doing just fine. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be able to take advantage of others, but we're going to be those that have resources in a period of time when everybody wants those resources, which will then lend to who knows what it's going to lead to. But you want to be somebody that has resources, especially when everyone else doesn't have resources, right? Obviously. And hopefully those of us that believe in humanity and want to help as many people as possible will put that power to good use as I plan to do. I also don't want it to happen. I want all my predictions about hyperinflation and the dollar collapsing to not come true. I would prefer a much slower growth of Bitcoin and let that do its thing. Let hyperinflation keep going on, right? And I'll get rich slowly. That's fine. Because in that case, there's going to be less people that suffer. I don't want people to suffer. The fundamental premise here that you have to keep in your brain at all times is that every single day, the government's printing money. Every day they print a single dollar that has stolen your purchasing power and stolen whatever dollars you hold in your bank account because it is now worth less. This is just one plus one equals two. But like I said, most people ignore it because either they don't truly understand it, they don't feel like they can do anything about it, well, which you can though, you can buy Bitcoin. And they kind of want to like focus on their life and they don't want to dive into these economic rabbit holes or understand what money is or whatever. They just don't really care. I get that. The problem is in five years, in 10, whatever the reckoning is that's coming, that's when people are really going to care because it might determine whether you can eat or not. It might determine whether you have a home or not, or whether you can even get electricity from the power grid or not if supply chains break down and the money collapses. It's going to be a big freaking deal. The best thing that you can do, besides having a little bit of extra like water, gas, and food and things like that, which you should always have anyways, is buying Bitcoin. You buy Bitcoin because when this happens, Bitcoin will probably be quickly become the global reserve currency and it will skyrocket in value because everybody on the planet is going to want, want it and they're going to use it. And that's why I'm hoping the collapse is maybe not as bad because then Bitcoin and the Lightning Network will actually be set up to take over and make it better forever. So Bitcoiners are really hoping for that day. I just hope that it's with as little suffering as possible. Colin.coach slash swan to buy your Bitcoin. That's what I use to dollar cost average in on an auto buy schedule. And then I buy every so often when I want to buy a little bit, I'll just, uh, I'll hop in there and buy like a one-time buy or whatever. Make sure you get on the Better Human newsletter. It's now a three times a week newsletter that I'm going to get eventually to maybe twice a week and maybe even daily to compete with the big daily newsletters. I really like the new format. It's really fun to do. I think it's super value packed and you're going to appreciate it. You can get that over at thebetterhuman.co or colin.coach. I appreciate you listening and watching this and I'll see you in the next one.